Hello, lovely podcast people. I am back again. Today's episode comes off the back of um, I was in my Instagram DMs, and I don't know if you know this about Instagram, how much you use it, but it's got like loads of folders now, and there's like a hidden, hidden folder. And granted, most of it is just filled with hundreds of like spammy, well, grow your account, blah, blah, blah messages. Well, I occasionally try and go in there and just delete these because I don't want to miss, you know, people have messaged me. But to be honest, my DMs are so overrun. Anyway, I found this message and it and it said something like, and it was from back in ages ago, but it just, I was with the babies having hot chocolate and it said hot chocolate whilst maintaining your physique. It sounds a bit like I'm Ron Burgundy. Um, how? And, and then another one that said, in fact, I should probably have tried to find this, but it said something like um, it was more recent and it was to do with aggressive dieting, which I'm, I'm doing at the minute. And, and I end up just getting loads and loads and loads of questions. And yes, I should have done so much more content. Uh, but when it's just stuff I'm putting out for free and it's not paying the bills and I have other jobs to do, um, please bear with me on that kind of stuff. So, and I know people then message me and say, well, I would pay for it. And I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> there's other things that people are paying for that I need to do. So I am sorry, I will create more on this topic because I know it's something of interest and I have enthused people around it because of the evidence base um, that supports its use. But the, the other message said something like, how do you eat when not aggressive dieting? You know, how how do you enjoy indulgences? Just things like that. And so I just thought, again, get on the podcast, talk about this for you guys, and maybe mention some previous podcasts on this topic that, that relate, if I can remember them. But um, the key thing that this ties into that I wanted to talk about recently is my current aggressive dieting. And I'm really, really, really adhering to my principle of unconditional permission to eat myself. And so I thought it would be useful to talk about that previously. Then I got these messages and I thought this all goes together nicely. So there's two parts to this this episode. The first one is when not aggressive dieting, how to eat, to maintain, etc. But then whilst aggressive dieting, how to ensure that your maintenance phase is you're set up well for your maintenance phase. And a, a bit of a, a little bit of a backstory. I'm straight, by the way, if you're watching, straight out of the gym, I'm feeling a bit like a, I don't know, hoodlum with my hoodie, my samurai hoodie. They sent me this. It was very kind of them. So anyway, I'm feeling a lot of stress at the minute and it's a different kind of stress that I've dealt with maybe in the previous few years. And it, it's funny because stress typically switches off my appetite. And I know that's annoying for some of you to hear because you're like, someone who maybe stress doesn't impact you that way. And I talk about this on my tour with regards to stress and the hypothalamus pituitary, pituitary axis, goodness me, I've got whey protein shake mouth. But how this, the signaling can differ between different people. And I, I talk about the chocolate cake study where they just uh, basically stress people the hell out. It's, it's, a, it's a cool study. And talking about the calories consumed after uh, that and I, the type of stress I'm feeling at the minute is is leading to me to feelings of effort 
and um, that's kind of new to me. And um, so I am doing my unconditional permission to eat thing. And it's kind of been a test for me because when you don't feel like I don't need those things, the reason I aggressive diet is because it makes dieting easier for me. The way it um, impacts my hunger, the length of time that I'm able to get results in, the fact that it's motivational, you know, I'm a, what's the word, fast instant gratification kind of guy on that front, which I know many of you listening will be the same. So so normally I don't necessarily have to deal with, uh, I guess you might call them cravings, but they're not so much being cravings. It's more just being like, I want that and I deserve that. And um, I'm dealing with so much right now that I need to eat something I like. And so I have been being super flexible. I'm not tracking my current aggressive diet. I've kind of set it up very roughly. I typically only protein track ever. And I don't even really particularly protein track. I just, you know, my protein will go up and down by maybe 40 to 50 grams day to day randomly, but I'm always getting give or take in the region region of an appropriate amount which I have discussed extensively elsewhere, so I won't go into that. And do you know what I might do? What I should do is have like a page on my website, which is like the aggressive, Martin McDonald aggressive dieting reference page, which isn't like references, boring stuff that most of you don't read or like, uh, but like all the podcasts with like what they cover, where it can be helpful. So I can just send people there. What a fantastic idea. Yes, someone will tell me about this that they, when they time point this podcast for me. But with regards to kind of protein tracking, I get that right. I then don't particularly track calories, but I make, you know, uh, typically every three to five hours I'll be eating. I am extending my window typically in the morning. So we're on, you know, it's about 11.40 today and I've had one uh, 40 to 50 gram protein shake. That's all I've had just uh, before this podcast. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. What... (laughs) The point I'm making here is I've been tested and and so I felt that thing. And actually what I've been doing, one of my meals at the minute is like chicken with, I, I've done, I've been quite fancy. I've got cans of green lentils in water, which I've never eaten in my life. And then I've got this taco bean mix, which has a little bit of sort of sauce, like a baked bean sauce, but it's not like your typical Heinz baked beans. It's fairly high in sugar, very saucy. And then I've also had um, this sort of salad bean mix, which is just in water. And have I put anything else in there? I feel like I put one other thing in there. Oh, yeah, just recently, like in the last little while, I've put chickpeas in there because I typically love hummus, but I'm not I'm not eating much hummus at the minute. And, and on other aggressive diets, I'll sometimes have like carrots and hummus or red peppers and hummus as like a bit, you know, quite I quite like it. It's sometimes using caramelized onion hummus just as a I can you can eat a lot of carrots. I lo- I'm a big fan of carrots. They were they were a food I used a lot when I was bodybuilding. Anyway. <laughs> cucumber, celery, whatever you want. Where was I? So I've added chickpeas in and then I just cook up a massive batch of those again, saving time, 
low effort, low thinking. Uh, that's another thing with regards to aggressive dieting that I enjoy is just low thinking about what to do. Anyway, then I put a load of garlic and salt in that and then I have some broccoli and then it's just, it's quite filling. I don't have a great deal of the bean mix because it has some protein, it has little, a little bit of fat, it has you know, some carbs, but you know, but if you eat a lot of that, there's quite a lot of calories. But as I've said elsewhere, I'm being a bit more moderate in my approach. I'm not, I'm not tracking the calories, but I'm well aware they must be well over the, this kind of thousand figure that I often consider to be my, my sweet spot. So maybe I'm, I'm more like 1400. I don't know. Could be, it could be 1200. It could be 1600. <laughs> I'm not tracking. That's the point. Anyway, sometimes in those meals, I'll just be going like, this is the other thing with being prepared. I just want to encourage some stuff around this. Just being prepared, having uh, the other day, I was just really hungry at bedtime. And I just literally took one of these meals out of the fridge. I didn't even have, I didn't have any broccoli with it. And I just ate, you know, a really it's kind of nice chicken, garlicky, making some of you hungry, I'm sure, with this sort of bean mix. And it was great. But again, it's super low calories. But had I reached for something more instant, it might have been high calories. You know, that that's really the other amazing thing about the aggressive diet is you add in a whole meal and that meal is, say, 300 calories or something. And like you've gone from a 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 calorie deficit and it's only brought it down by 300. So you're still flying. Now, so I've... I, the other thing, sorry, with regards to my unconditional permission to eat, I've been, did I say this? I've been like putting my meal inside a warm wrap, making like a burrito sort of thing. And it's just been like, ah, oh, this is, it feels a bit more like comfort food. It's not your strict, fast, aggressive diet type thing. And again, it's, it's bearing in mind, oh, okay, I'm eating quite a few more carbs today than I would have normally. That's going to retain some water in my muscle. That's great for my training tomorrow. Don't freak out the body weight, the, the weight on the scales tomorrow. The, you know, you're working with hundreds of, you know, 100 grams here and there with this, but adding significant carbs and a bit of water makes things fluctuate. But you don't have to obsess over the scales. Typically, I recommend like these three days in a row consecutive. I'm tending to weigh daily just because um, I'm comfortable with that. But but my recommendation is usually this: these three consecutive days, which are nice consistent days, like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or, or a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, consistently weekly. Anyway, so that's one thing to say. The other thing I want to say about this whole concept of maintenance and aggressive dieting and the, and the interplay between them is, I was actually thinking about this in the shower or something about if I was to produce something that was a bit more extensive in terms of like a system, the aggressive dieting system. And, you know, want, I've thought about all sorts of stupid things that I just don't have time for. Uh, but I would just love to do, you know, have like an aggressive dieting Facebook group where people could be there and support and I could throw some MNU certified nutritionists in there and they could help you. And then if you wanted personal coaching, they could then personally coach you. I mean, it is a fantastic business idea. I just don't have the time. Um, but again, there would be like tutorial videos and then a bit of an ebook that I would write. I used to love writing, but now every time I write, I just feel like, goodness, there are so many th other things I should be doing right now. But one of the key things within that would be do not start an aggressive diet if your relationship with food is not currently good. Secondly, do not start an aggressive diet if you don't currently have some habits in place that help you to maintain 
your current body weight that are that that are um, in line with your values and your goals. So if you are completely erratically eating, aggressive dieting is not for you. If you're someone who is struggling, if you are someone who's jumping from diet to diet to diet, do not do an aggressive diet because it's not what you need. You need to get the basics in place first. And I know how boring that sounds, but it's important to know that your baseline is something that's just not taking you back to the place where you don't want to be. That's part one. Then what I will say is this this whole thing around unconditional permission to eat, and I have spoken about this in previous podcasts. I will link in the description below. I cannot think which podcast it is, but I've definitely spoken about this. But essentially, you know, the, the sugar podcast, for instance, sugar addiction is not a thing. And in fact, this gimp glucose goddess is just, I, where did I see this? I think it was in the description of one of the podcasts that she's just appeared on as a guest. But it was essentially, find out how they've made us addicted to sugar. And it's like, you're an idiot. So, but within those addiction podcasts, I talk about the fact that we can see sort of addictive-like behaviors um, that are certainly not showing anything like an actual addiction. But we can essentially make ourselves want sugar more by demonizing it, by removing it, by doing these things where it's like sugar is bad. So these idiots um, like Tim Spector, who's like, don't even drink orange juice. It'll make you inflamed. I'm going to do posts on that because there's literally so much research in specifically orange juice as much as that feels like a, a waste of taxpayers' money which showed that it doesn't, it literally reduces inflammation, if anything. But what they are doing in demonizing <coughs> is doing the opposite. If someone turns into someone who's like, I can't have that, that's bad, you are likely to want it more. And so this is the whole thing of unconditional permission to eat. You can't just tell yourself. It's funny when my voice just goes like that. Can't, like I'm, my voice is breaking. You can't just tell yourself, yeah, yeah, sure, I have unconditional permission to eat. It has to be part of your being. You have to get to that point where you know you can have those foods and your life is set up in a way you can, that you can have them. Um, and even on my aggressive diet, I am giving myself unconditional permission around different things, such as the length of the diet. I, someone said, how do you want to do it for? I said, uh, one to four weeks. We'll see how I go after a week. Um, how much you want to lose? Uh, don't know. We'll see what I look like in the mirror, how I feel. Um, you know, how it impacts all different things, how it impacts my libido, how it imp impacts my sleep. One thing I love about aggressive dieting as well is that I can sleep less. I like it for this. I'm very, very, very busy at the minute. And I can, can you know, I typically don't need a lot of sleep, but I can sleep a lot. But when I'm aggressive dieting, I wake up way before my alarm feeling fresh and there's there's lots of physiological reasons that's probably the case so I'm like fantastic do an aggressive diet sleep less get more work done be more productive fantastic and look better but um then you look better you get more interest from the opposite sex or the sex you're interested in I have to be super pc these days but anyway for me the opposite sex and um don't have a sex drive <laughs> um I'm joking I'm not joking. That is a, something that happens during prolonged dieting. Another reason I like aggressive dieting is before it impacts my libido, I've stopped dieting and I'm to where I need to be. So 
these things are different for different people. Um, if you, you know, I want to do some an aggressive dieting training podcast, and because people just train too hard, even just train, even on a five hundred calorie deficit type diet, people train too hard. Like. You're training to push the boundaries in every session. You're not managing fatigue. I'm not even a training specialist, and I can see this. Um, and they're like, "Oh, I feel fatigued. I feel run down. My strength is crap in the gym." It's just like, I'm not. You're only on a 500-ish calorie deficit. Like, you should be killing it. What are you doing with your training? And they're just like, "I'm maxing out every session," or just like, "I'm just training hard. I'm doing like." you know, hard interval training, cardio sessions, I'm training seven day, six or seven days a week, whatever. It's like, no wonder you feel like crap. Like you don't, what are your goals? Ah, I just want to look a bit better. Flipping heck. Um, so, you know, as opposed to me, maybe two to three, maximum four gym sessions a week with three to five minute rest periods, heavy-ish weight, you know, relative for me. I'm not a mega strong person. But... Uh, um, things that go through my head I can't say so anyway with regards to cravings with regards to food the you know people training hard and just feeling sluggish and it might be impacting their libido for instance very quickly but if you're only aggressive dieting to, for one to two weeks at a time you know maximum three to four probably i i say probably just simply because you can do it for longer if you have a whole lot of body fat to lose you know mr ab 365 days on a three to five thousand calorie deficit insane um medically supervised but i talk about him on my tour by the way if you don't know who Mr. AB is. Anyway, so cravings, unconditional permission to eat, not demonizing these foods. So for me, I went out for a staff social. And this is supposed to be a short podcast, but it's becoming a long one. I went out for a staff social. There was burger and chips. I had the burger and chips and it was tasty. But I wasn't in that place, which I was in when I was bodybuilding and demonizing food and all these things, where it was just like, well, I've messed up now, I've had one cookie, I've done this, I've eaten something else, I'm just going to go crazy. Um, I had bought some popcorn along for the babies, I did find myself mindlessly eating that because I gave them some and I just typically, and I was like, oh, I'm eating popcorn here, I don't need it. Um, but obviously when you're in the cinema, like you can just eat a whole bucket of popcorn, you're not even hungry, it's just there and you're doing it and it's... Um, and I, could, I mindfully was just like, oh, just put it down and was like, I don't need that. I actually probably did have another handful or two. But again, got home, just straight into bed. Not like, well, and typically, and I'm talking to those of you, it amazes me when I ask people to put their hands up. They're like, who would have gone home and just gone, well, all the things in the cupboard that I've not been having that I've wanted, it's my time to get those and I'll get back on it tomorrow. Different mindset to that. So... This kind of brings me on to, um, I guess, the maintenance phase. Two key things I want to talk about here. I'll talk about myself first. This whole thing of hot chocolate. I'm Ron Burgundy. Maintaining your physique. Uh, it's a loose term, maintaining, because over time, my body fat tracks upwards. 
because I'm someone who just likes to live. I feel like that's maybe why I bring a balanced voice to the industry because on one front, I'm just not a patent liar who's never worked with clients, who's typically just lean, uh, some old gimpy professor who, you know, is full of rich, you know, uh, middle to upper class privilege, never struggled with his weight in his life, telling people all this BS. Um, and just go, like, just doesn't understand humans, you know, and has never worked with humans on an individual level. So, in this instance, it's a case of, I like to live. If you want to live with like a monk, fantastic. Go and do that. It's all just about informed decisions and understanding trade-offs, understanding sacrifices. I like to live. I like to indulge. Um, <laughs> what's that phrase about? It's like fast women, slow horses, is it? I don't know. I don't really know what that means, but I just heard someone say it recently. Um, but essentially, I... Uh, I don't want to eat clean all the time. I don't want to prep meals all the time. It's what, one of the reasons I typically only protein track, very, very broadly speaking. Um, because I don't want to hyper-focus. I just want to enjoy life and enjoy food. But this is why I talk about having some rough habits, which aren't just like, I typically snack on a chocolate bar. Like, well, don't do that. Like, ha have your daily snacks as healthy food that you like the taste of and you enjoy. And then if you want a chocolate bar on top of that, knock yourself out. And you could even on occasion, or all the time, you know, whatever, if you're someone who tracks calories, you've got so much, this whole hot chocolate thing, like this person doesn't know if I'm, I could just be tracking calories, uh, maintenance calories, I'm eating at maintenance, I'm doing my exercise, everything's running great. Um, my metabolism is running fast because I'm not in a, in a deficit. And I just swapped some cashew nuts for a hot chocolate, like calorie for calorie. That's, again, another thing of like not demonizing foods, understanding calories. Again, Tim Spector, Giles Yeo, um, Glucose Goddess, all of these people who aren't being careful with the words, bloody Joe Wicks, um, you know, calorie counting is old school science. Like Tim Spector, calories, calorie counting is nonsense. Like, shut the front door. What a clown. It's so, it's so negligent for someone in that position or those positions to say this stuff because calories matter. They're not the be-all and end-all. Calorie counting is imperfect, but it has served millions of people well. It's our best tool. Until you prove to me, right, these people are going to calorie count, and then these people, you're going to fiddle around in their poo, do a few taste tests, chuck it on the wall, see what sticks, and then tell them, oh, you need to eat these types of foods. And then we'll see who gets better fat loss results. Then, obviously the calorie counting group will get better fat loss results. Then we'll go, and then it'll be like, oh, but dude, did they maintain the fat loss? Well, firstly, your group never lost any body fat. So you lost before we began. And then, yes, this is, this is why people go, oh, people always regain weight, so it doesn't work. Well, that's not the truth. The, 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 we need to start discussing why people are regaining weight. It's nothing to, the fact, to do with the fact that, oh, they didn't, they had too many glucose spikes or they, you know, whatever, you know, flipping didn't eat enough coconut oil, Joe Wicks. So 
people just like using flaws and other stuff to to make money. They're just greedy gimps. Oh, I do hope. I had a couple of. I've had to re-record a couple of podcasts recently. Well, actually, I haven't. I'm re-recording one in a minute that I recorded and the mic had gone. Very annoying. Anyway, I've just. It's working. Sorry. Where was I? I was being mean about morons. Is it mean, or is it? <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. Fair. Is it mean or is it entirely warranted? So, maintenance. Um, so I've talked about myself a little bit. My body weight tracks up. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't kind of like oscillate to a crazy degree. You know, I only do, do like maybe one aggressive diet a year. Maybe maybe two if I have something specific I want to get in shape for. The other thing then to discuss as part of that is kind of set point, settling point theory. Um, For some individuals, eating better, doing some exercise, reducing body fat levels will improve hunger signaling. So, uh, you know, there's lots of myths and, and BS about insulin out there and insulin makes you fat and carbs make you fat and all this rubbish. Estri- you know, oh, you're estrogen dominant. You know, estrogen greatly uh, helps us with appetite regulation. Uh, insulin helps with ap- appetite regulation. But in someone who's insulin resistant, people who are leptin resistant, some of this signaling becomes dysfunctional and... Um, we can improve that by being healthier. And so actually, rather than, oh, I'm dieting, I'm getting hungrier, which typically does happen uh, after a point, you get better at managing your hunger. Fantastic. When I eat uh, some potato, it switches off my appetite like it's supposed to. So um, with regards to this, it's bearing in mind, I get relatively lean towards the end of my diet and so it's probably wouldn't be normal for me to maintain at that point so it's just bearing in mind I want a life where I can look a certain way at certain times of the year and but then I'm comfortable enough to go back to a slightly higher level of body fat over time and so bearing that in mind is something that isn't going to lead to health issues for me And as well, if you diet in a specific way, not leaving yourself psychologically worse off, which is what we don't want to do with our clients or with yourself and those kind of things. So we come back to this point of understanding hunger, understanding habits to live by. And when I talk to nutritionists, MNU students and graduates, coaching people to live. So we coach them through their dieting phase, but again, multi-phasic strategies, non-linear strategies, we can have periods where we coach people to live, coach them into the habits for maintenance. Consider your hunger levels. If I go to eating ad libitum, at will, to pleasure, what does my calorie intake do? Don't calorie count, but just write down what you eat when you're just eating to pleasure, still picking hopefully mostly good wholesome foods. Mm, it's at a level that's about my maintenance calories. Fantastic. Oh, my hunger is through the roof. Okay, well, then we have to have a discussion. Then we start talking about trade-offs. You're potentially too lean for where your body likes to sit. And this is the discussion that people aren't having enough. If people are trying to push themselves or their clients into realms that their body just doesn't want to go, are they willing to sacrifice desires, indulgences, 
some of their social life, some of their time for exercise, because exercise is an effective tool for maintenance, not necessarily loss, to maintain that. Or do they go, do you know what? Okay, cool. This is a good understanding point for me. I need to go away and, and, and back to the drawing board and consider my priorities in life. So I think that's most of what I wanted to say. I will link to some other related podcasts in the show notes so you can just scroll down whether you are Spotify or YouTube or whatever. And I hope that's some good stuff for you to ponder over. And I hope you maybe have giggled at some of this stuff. Who knows? Let me know if you did. And yeah, until next time, much love.